the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, Hillary Hillary said that she is a proud progressive. And then in another situation, uh, she said that she's been accused of being a centrist, uh, a moderate, and I plead guilty to that. Can I hear that, uh, Hillary? And I want to play some sound here. Uh, Hillary Clinton trying to shore up her leftward flank, facing this challenge from Bernie Sanders, and then contrasting that with something that she just said a couple days ago. Let's play that tape. I take a backseat to no one when you look at my record and standing up and fighting for progressive values. You know, I get accused of being kind of moderate and center. I plead guilty. So, kind of a mixed message, you think? You think? <laughs> so, so, um... <laughs> You know, I, I don't take a backseat to anybody about my progressive views. Now, normally you don't talk about how centrist you are until you've got the nomination, because as Richard Nixon used to say, if you are a Republican, uh, you tack to the right during the primary season and you tack to the center uh, during the general. And if you are a Democrat, you tack to the left during the primary season and you tack to the center uh, when you get the nomination, you normally don't do that until you get the nomination. But she's just all over the place in terms of her rhetoric. But Hillary has a record, of course, and she served in the Senate. She got elected and she got reelected uh, and then, uh, of course, became the secretary of state. And so if you look at her votes, there's an organization called Vote View, which is not some neocon organization. I always like to to quote non uh uh, conservative and non-neocon uh, sources when I'm trying to make an argument so I can convince more people uh, who don't think like I think to start thinking like I think. But there's an analysis of her roll call votes by an organization called Vote View, uh, And her uh, voting record had her more liberal than 85% of all the Democrats in the Senate. Obama's record was 82% more liberal than all of his fellow Democrats. So Hillary was more liberal in terms of her voting record than Obama. There's also an organization called OnTheIssues.org scale, which looks at liberal public statements. And she rates as a, quote, hardcore liberal as far as OnTheIssues.org scale is concerned. She's as liberal as Elizabeth Warren and barely, I repeat, barely more moderate than Bernie Sanders. Obama was also rated as a hardcore liberal, but once again, Clinton for the OnTheIssues.org scale was rated as more liberal than Obama. So if you believe that the economy is on the wrong track, if you believe that this recovery has blown, as I pointed out, uh, and it is because of Obama's policies, taxes on the middle class, ramming Obamacare down the throats of the American people, imposing a trillion dollars of stimulus, billions of dollars of brand new regulations, all left-wing stuff, Hillary Clinton, at least based upon a track record, is going to do even more of all that. So I would think that would be a bit of a problem for her. 
Uh, but uh, she hasn't yet decided whether or not she's progressive or a centrist or a moderate. But her record certainly cl- says exactly who and what she is. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the chairwoman of the uh, DNC, had difficulty trying to uh, figure out how she would define socialism and what the difference between a Democrat and a socialist is because there really isn't any. And that's not to insult anybody. I'm just trying to describe exactly the deal. Uh, I read that 52% of Democrats have a favorable view of socialism. It isn't even something that's negative. And Bernie Sanders is a proud, self-declared socialist. And a socialist, by definition, is somebody who wants the government to control means of production. Think about that. Somebody who wants government to control means of the production has a 20-point lead over Hillary Rodham Clinton. And if you look at her voting record, uh, and again, this OnTheIssues.org organization, she is barely any different from Bernie Sanders. That's where that party is. Tax, spend, regulate. Oh, the economy is on the wrong track. The answer is not to tax less, to spend less, to regulate less. No, the answer is to tax more, to spend more, to regulate even more. Let's combat income inequality. Let's combat climate change. Let's push, promote green jobs. Let's jack up the price of energy on the backs of poor people in order for us to create this kind of world that we want. My goodness. Now, I have a friend who is a um, adamant, adamant opponent of the Iraq war. And by the way, it's one of the many things that Donald Trump has said that bothers me. Donald Trump brags about the fact that he came out, he says, against the Iraq war about a year or so after the war had uh, had begun. And therefore, he was a visionary. He had insight. And you have virtually all of these Republican candidates, with the exception of Lindsey Graham, who's not going anywhere, trashing the war, saying that it was built upon, uh, based upon bad intel, and had we known this and known that, we wouldn't have done it. Jeb Bush has said that. Yeah, I got a problem with that. I got a huge problem with that. And Colin Powell, uh, who, in my opinion, uh, ought to just call himself a Democrat and be done with it, recently said, well, all 16 of our intelligence agencies said that Saddam Hussein had chemical and stockpiles, and they did. You know who James Clapper is? James Clapper is the National Intelligence Director. He is our top spy. He's still in office. Obama appointed him. James Clapper has said that he believes Saddam Hussein did have stockpiles of chemical and biological weapons and that he got rid of them during the 15-month run-up to the war. Now, when he said that, I almost fell off my chair. And then virtually nobody has repeated it. Nobody has talked about it. Now, it's one thing for Dick Cheney to say something like that, which he never has. It's one thing for a neocon to say something like that. But for our top spy, James Clapper, current National Intelligence Director, to say, that yes, I believe Saddam Hussein had chemical and biological stockpiles and got rid of them during the 15-month run-up to the war. It seems to me that's worth the conversation. A tree fell in the forest and made no sound. Now, can we go back to the dark old days of 9-11? We just celebrated the 14th anniversary. 90% of Americans believed 
that we were going to get hit again within six months to a year. 90%. And the majority of that 90% felt that the hit was going to be bigger than 9-11, as ghastly as that was. And so George W. Bush, who was accused of ignoring the intelligence that would have done something to have stopped 9-11, of not connecting the dots, said, what can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? We were still technically at war against Iraq. As Colin Powell said, and I repeat, all 16 of our intelligence agencies said, at the highest level of probability, there's no such thing as 100%, at the highest level of probability, all 16 of our intelligence agencies said that Saddam Hussein had chemical and biological stockpiles. There was no doubt about the intelligence. It was near unanimous. The only dissent was how close or how far away he was from getting a nuke. Saddam Hussein was shooting at the British and American planes, patrolling the southern and no-fly zone, stealing from the oil for food program, was giving $25,000 to families of homicide bombers, had tried to assassinate the first President Bush. We know he had chemical weapons because he used them on the Iranians. He, we used them on the Kurds. And now all of a sudden, the Iraq war was a mistake, was a lie, was built upon false intelligence. Give me a break. Uh, just getting to this uh, migrant crisis. Remember Obama ran calling the Iraq war a dumb war. He got elected. He pulls out all the troops in December of 2011 after pronouncing Iraq sovereign, safe, and self-reliant. And he was cheered. The Europeans cheered. Ray Odierno, recently retired from the Joint Chiefs Army, Army uh, General, and he said, had we left the stay-behind force, which was recommended by Robert Gates, the former Secretary of Defense. And I also understand that Hillary Rodham Clinton even rec- recommended a stay-behind force. Leon Panetta, Obama's CIA and Secretary of Defense, also recommended a stay-behind force. But Obama looked for an excuse to uh, get him out, claiming that the Iraqis didn't want us. But, uh, in fact, he kept uh, whittling down the number that he was going to leave until finally the Iraqis said, if you're only going to leave 5,000, you might as well just, just not even stay. And Obama said, okay, and then pulled out. And Odierno believes that had we had a stay-behind force, we could have dealt with ISIS, which is a big factor in destabilizing this whole area. So it's hard for me to figure out how it is our moral responsibility when you didn't want the war in the first place, the Europeans, most of them, cheered the election of Obama, who got a Nobel Peace Prize before he had done anything. I call it a participation trophy. Cheered when he pulled out all the troops over the objections of many of the military that said a stay-behind force would stabilize things. And now the rise of ISIS has helped to destabilize the whole area and the very same people who cheered our departure are blaming us. Really? And when you look at polls that show what British, French, and even American Muslims believe about suicide bombings, scarily large numbers of them are okay with that, especially younger Muslims. There was a poll in 2006 by Pew, and it found out that U.S. Muslims ages 18 to 29%, 26% of them felt that suicide bombings were always justified. 15% felt that they were often or sometimes justified. Add those two numbers together. That is scary. 
And the numbers are even worse in Great Britain and even worse in France, where 42% of those between 18 and 29 who are Muslim believe that homicide bombings, I call them homicide bombings, others call them suicide bombings, 42% of French Muslims aged 18 to 29 say that they're always justified. 19% say often or sometimes justified. My goodness. And we're supposed to take in a whole bunch more of Muslims from this part of the world to our country? Well, they'll be vetted. What does that even mean, vetting them? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 